chapters sixteen and seventeen of the prelude to adventure by hugh walpole this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter sixteen olva and margaret one on the next evening the sun set with great splendor the frost had come and hardened the snow and all day the sky had been a pale frozen blue only on the horizon fading into crocus yellow the sun was just vanishing behind the gray roofs when olva went to rocket road all day he had been very busy destroying old letters and papers and seeing to everything so that he should leave no untidiness nor carelessness behind him now it was all over to-morrow morning with enough money but not very much and with an old rucksack that he had once had on a walking tour he would set out he did not question this decision he knew that it was what he was intended to do but it was the way that margaret would take his confession that would make that journey hard or easy he did not know that was the surprising thing how she would take it he knew her so little he only knew that he loved her and that she would do without flinching the thing that she felt was right oh but it would be difficult the house the laurelled drive the little road the distant moor and wood these things had to-night a gentle air over the moor the setting sun flung a red flame the woods burned black the laurels were heavy with snow and a robin hopped down the drive as olva passed he found margaret in the drawing-room and here too he fancied that there was more light and air than on other days when the old woman had left the room he suddenly caught margaret to him and kissed her as though he would never let her go she clung to him with her hands then he stood gravely away from her there he said that is the last time that i may kiss you before i have told you what it is that i have come here to say but first may i go up to your mother for a moment yes said margaret if you will not be very long i do not think that i can have much more patience then she added more slowly gazing into his face rupert said last night that you would have something to tell me to-day i have been waiting all day for you to come but rupert was his old self last night and he talked to mother and has made her happy again oh i think that everything is going to be all right i will soon come down to you he said mrs craven's long dark room was lit by the setting sun beyond her windows the straight white fields lifted shiny splendor to the stars already twinkling in the pale sky candles were lit on a little black table by her sofa and the fire was red deep in its cavernous setting he stood for a moment in the dim room facing the setting sun and the light of the fire played about his feet and the pale glow that stole up into the evening from the snowy fields touched his face she knew as she looked at him that something had given him great peace i've come to say good-bye he said and then he sat down by her side no she said smiling you mustn't go we want you rupert and margaret and i then softly as though to herself she repeated the words rupert and margaret and i dear mrs craven one day i will come back but tell me rupert spoke to you last night yes he has made me so very happy last night we were the same again as we used to be and even i think more than we have ever been rupert is growing up 
yes rupert is growing up did he tell you why he had during these weeks been so strange and unhappy no he gave me no real explanation but i think that it was the terrible death of his friend mr carfax i think that that had preyed upon his mind no mrs craven it was more than that he was unhappy because he knew that it was i that had killed carfax he saw a little movement pass over her her hand trembled against her dress for some time they sat together there in silence and the red sun slipped down behind the fields the room was suddenly dark except for the yellow pool of light that the candles made and for the strange gleam by the window that came from the snow at last she said now i understand now i understand i killed him in anger it was quite fair no one had any idea except rupert but everything helped to show him that it was i when he saw that i loved margaret he was very unhappy he saw that we had some kind of understanding together and he thought that i had told you and that you sympathize with me i'm going now to tell margaret poor poor alva it was the first time that she had called him by his christian name she took his hand both of us together the same thing i have paid god knows i have paid and soon i hope it will be over but your life is before you he looked out at the evening fields i'm going down now to tell margaret and to-morrow i shall set out i will not come back to margaret until i know that i am cleared but i want you while i am away to think of me sometimes and to talk of me sometimes to margaret and one day perhaps i shall know that i may come back she put her thin hands about his head and drew it down to her and kissed him there will never be a time when you are not in my mind she said i love you as though you were my own son i had hoped that you would be here often but now i see that it is right for you to go i know that margaret will wait for you meanwhile an old woman loves you he kissed her and left her at the door through the dark room he heard her thin voice may god bless you and keep you he went to perform his hardest task two it was the harder in that for a little while he seemed to be left absolutely alone the room was dark save for the leaping light of the fire in the deep stone fireplace and as he saw margaret standing there waiting for him desperately courageous he only knew that he loved her so badly that for a little while he could only stand there staring at her twisting his hands together speechless well at last she said come and sit down and tell me all about it but her voice trembled a little and her eyes were wide frightened begging him not to hurt her he sat down near her before the fire and she instinctively as though she knew that this was a very tremendous matter stood away from him her hands clasped together against her black dress suddenly now before he spoke he realized what it would mean to him if she could not forgive what he had done he had imagined it once before the slow withdrawal of her eyes the gradual tightening of the lips the little instinctive movement away from him if he must go out into the world having lost her he thought that he could never endure god or no god the long dreary years in front of him at last he was brave 
margaret at first i want you to know that i love you with all my heart and soul and body that nothing that can ever happen to me can ever alter that love that i am yours entirely always and then i want you to know that i am not worthy to love you that i ought never to have asked you to love me that i ought to have gone away the first time that i saw you she made a little loving protecting movement towards him with her hands and then let them drop against her dress again i ought never to have loved you because only a day or two before i met you i had killed carfax rupert's friend the words as they fell seemed to him like the screams that iron bolts give as a gate is barred he whispered slowly the words again i killed carfax and then he covered his eyes with his hands so that he might not see her face the silence seemed eternal and she had made no movement to fill that silence he went on desperately i had always hated him there were many reasons and one day we met in sanit wood quarrelled and i hit him the blow killed him i don't think i meant to kill him but i wasn't sorry afterwards i have never felt remorse for that there have been other things soon afterwards i met you i loved you at once you know that i did and i could not tell you oh i tried i struggled pretty poor struggling but i could not i thought that it was all over that he was dead and nobody knew but god was wiser than that rupert knew he suspected and then he grew more sure and at last he was quite certain yesterday after the football match i told him and i promised him that i would tell you and i have told you silence again and then suddenly there was movement and there were arms about him and a voice in his ear poor poor ova dear ova how terrible it must have been he could only then catch her and hold her and furiously press her against him oh my dear my dear you don't mind they stayed together like that for a long time he could not think clearly but in the dim recesses of his mind he saw that they had all mrs craven margaret rupert taken it in the same kind of way could it be that margaret and rupert living although unconsciously in the shadow all their lives of just this crime breathing the air of it and breathing it too with the other air of love and affection that they had thus all unknowing been quietly prepared or had they each of them their especial reasons for excusing it mrs craven from her great knowledge rupert from his great weariness margaret from her great love at last margaret got up and sat down in a chair away from him ova dear you ought to have told me if we had married and you had not told me i was so terribly afraid of losing you but it gives me now her voice was almost triumphant something to share with you something to help you in something to fight with you now i can show you how much i love you how could you have supposed that i would mind do you think that a woman if she loves a man cares for anything that he may do if you had killed a hundred men in sanit wood i would have helped you to bury them the thing that a woman demands most of love is that she may prove it i know that murder has a dreadful sound but to meet your enemy face to face to strike him down because you hated him 
her voice rose her eyes flashed she raised her arms you must pay for it ova but we shall pay together he knew now as he watched her that he had a harder thing to do than he had believed possible no he said and his eyes could not face hers we can't pay together i must go alone she laughed a little how can you go alone if we are together we shall not be together i go away alone to-morrow he knew that her eyes were then very slowly searching his face she said gently after a moment's pause tell me olva what you mean of course we are going together oh it is so hard for me he was fighting now as he had never fought why not even at this last moment in spite of yesterday defy god and stay with her and keep her in that moment of hesitation he suffered so that the sweat came to his forehead and his eyes were filled with pain and then were suddenly tired and dull but he came out and seemed now to stand above the room and look down on his body and her body and to be filled with a great pity for them both margaret dear it's very hard for me to tell you will you be patient with me and let me put things as clearly as i can as i see them she burst out olva you mustn't leave me i then she used all her strength to bring control very quietly she ended y yes olva tell me everything it is so difficult because it is about god and we all of us feel and rightly i expect that it is priggish to talk about god at all and then i don't know whether i can give you everything as it happened because it was all so unsubstantial and at the end of it any one might say but this is nothing nothing at all you've been hysterical nervous that's the meaning of it you've nothing to show and yet if all the world were to say that to me i would still have no doubt i know as i know that we are sitting here as i know that i love you that what i say is true she brought her chair close to him and then put her hand in his and waited after i had killed carfax after his body had fallen and the wood was very silent i was suddenly conscious of god i can't explain that better i can only say that i knew that some one had watched me i knew that the world would never be the same place again because some one had watched me and i knew that it was not because i had done wrong but because i had put myself into a new set of conditions that life would be different now i knew these things and i went back to college i had never thought about god before never at all i had been entirely heathen now i was sure of his existence in the way that one is sure of wood when one touches it or water when one drinks it but i did not know at all what kind of god he was i went to a revival meeting but he was not there he was not in the college chapel he was not in any forms or ceremonies that i could discover he might choose to appear to other men in those different ways but not to me then a fellow lawrence told me about some old worship druids and their altars but he was not there and all those days i was increasingly conscious that there was someone who would not let me alone it fastened itself in my mind gradually as a pursuit and it seemed to me too that as the days passed i began slowly to understand the nature of the pursuer that he was kind and tender 
but also relentless remorseless i was frightened i flung myself into college things games and every kind of noise because i was so afraid of silence and all the time some one urged me to obedience that was all that he demanded that i should be passive and obey his orders i would have given in i think very soon but i met you her hand tightened in his and then because he felt that her body was trembling he put his arm round her and held her i knew then when i loved you that i was being urged by this god to confess everything to you i became frightened i should have trusted you but it was so great a risk you were all that i had and if i lost you life would have gone too those weren't mere words i struggled i tried every way of escape and then everything betrayed me rupert began to suspect then to be sure whether i flung myself into everything or hid in my room it was the same god came closer and closer it was a perfectly real experience and i could see him as a great shadow not unkind loving me but relentless then the day came that i proposed to you and i fainted i knew then that i was not to be allowed so easy a happiness still i struggled but now god seemed to have shut off all the real world and only left me the unreal one and i began to be afraid that i was going mad she suddenly bent down and kissed him she stayed then until he had finished with her head buried in his coat it wasn't any good i knew all the time that it could only end one way everything betrayed me everyone left me i thought every moment that rupert would tell me then one night when i was hardly sane i told a man bunning a queer odd creature who was the last kind of person to be told he in a fit of mad self-sacrifice told rupert that he'd killed carfax and then of course it was all over i suddenly yielded it was as though god caught me and held me i saw him i heard him yesterday in the middle of the football i know that it was so after that there could be only one thing obedience i knew that i must tell you i have told you i know too that i must go out into the world alone and work out my duty and then oh then i will come back when he had finished on his shoulder he seemed to feel once more a hand gently resting at last she raised her head and clutching his hand as though she would never let go spoke ova ova i don't understand i don't think i believe in any god and dear see it's all so natural thinking about what you had done thinking of it all alone preyed on your nerves because rupert suspected you made it worse you imagined things everything that is all ova really that is all margaret don't make it harder for both of us i must go there is no question i don't suppose that anyone can see anyone else's spiritual experiences one must be alone in that margaret dear if i stayed with you now if we married the pursuit would begin again god would hold me at last and then one day you would find that i had gone away i would have been driven there would be terror for both of us then she slipped on her knees and caught his hands this is all unreal utterly unreal 
but our love for each other that is the only thing that can matter for either of us you have lived in your thoughts these weeks imagined things but think of what you do if you leave me you are all i have you have become my world i can't live i can't live olva without you i must go i must find what god is but listen dear you come to me to confess something you find that what you have done matters nothing to me you say that you love me more than ever and in the same moment that you are going to leave me is it fair to me you give no reason you do not know where you are going or what you intend to do you can give no definite explanation there is no explanation except that by what i did in sanit wood that afternoon i put myself out of touch with human society until i had done something for human society god has been telling me for many days that i owe a debt i have tried to avoid paying that debt i tried to escape him because i knew that he demanded that i must pay my debt before i could come to you i see this as clearly as i saw yesterday the high white clouds above the football field god now is as real to me as you are it is as though for the rest of my life i must live in a house with two persons we cannot all live together until certain conditions are granted i go to make those conditions possible because i have broken the law i am an outlaw i am impelled to win my way back to citizenship again god will show me but this is air all nerves god is nothing god does not exist god does exist i must work out his order and then i will come back to you she began to be frightened she caught his coat in her hands and desperately pleaded then she saw his white set face and the way that his hands gripped the chair and it was as though she had suddenly found herself alone in the room olva don't leave me don't leave me olva i can't live without you i don't care what you've done i'll bear everything with you i'll come away with you i'll do anything if only you will let me be with you no i must go alone but it can't matter it can't matter i'm so unimportant you shall do what you feel is your duty only let me be there no i must go alone she began to cry bitter miserable sobbing sitting on the floor away from him her crying was the only sound in the room he bent and touched her margaret dear you make it so hard at last in that strange beautiful way that she had control seemed suddenly to come to her she stood up and looked as though she had in that brief moment lived a thousand years of sorrow you will come back i swear that i will come back to you i uh, i will wait for you there in the dim unreal room as they had stood once before now standing they were wrapped together they were very young to feel such depth of tragedy to touch such heights of beauty they were a long time there together margaret darling you know that i will come back i know that you will come back olva margaret he left her then standing with outstretched arms alone there she who had but now denied the pursuer cried to the dark room god god send him back to me someone promised her 
End of chapter 16 Chapter 17 First Chapter The sun was rising hard and red over Sanit Wood and the white frozen flats when Olva Dunes set out. End of chapter 16 and 17 End of the Prelude to Adventure by Hugh Walpole